we're back with another episode of Conversations and Connections. Again, the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. Glad you could join us today. And today in the hot seat, we have Verna Hader. Hey, Verna. Hi. Hey. Uh, now, Verna is in charge with our transitional housing program. And kind of, uh, Verna, kind of what we've been talking about is, you know, a lot of times when people think of the Family Crisis Center, they probably think of the safe house or they think of the thrift store. Yeah. And they don't know about all these other programs that, that we have available uh, for folks. So I'd like to kind of talk about the, um, the transitional housing program today. And I guess, first of all, what, what is your official title here? Well, it's the self-sufficiency advocate. Okay. Very good. Self-sufficiency advocate. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll kind of start out broad and then maybe kind of narrow down a little bit as, as we go on. Uh, first of all, what is transitional housing? When we say transitional housing, what are we talking about? Okay. It's basically an extension from our safe house. It's a housing program that enables our clients to live in a safe environment and they can live there rent-free while they can work on goals to become self-sufficient. Uh, some of those goals can be finding permanent housing, getting a better job, going back to school, paying off debt, uh, maybe getting custody of their children, a protective order, whatever they feel like is important to them to become self-sufficient. So this is something this is like i guess the next step after they've been maybe in the safe house for a while they'll move uh, to transitional housing um what qualifies them to go to transitional housing I, I would assume not everybody goes to transitional housing no well of course you have to be an adult and you have to you can it can be with or without children and you have to at least be employed for six weeks you know, we have some of our clients that come into our safe house that uh, just already have a job. So okay. they are definitely on the list. Uh, then we have some that comes in and get a job, but they have to at least have six weeks of experience on work. Okay. To okay. qualify. So I'm assuming uh, for them to be there, you said they, they, must, they must have a job. What are they responsible for? Do they pay the bills? Do they, play, do they pay any type of rent yes. or anything? How does that work? They are responsible for their electric bills, especially at our transitional. That's the only uh, utility that they are responsible okay. for. Okay. Uh, the apartment complex takes care of everything else. Um, and they must, of course, be uh, responsible for the supervision of their children and uh, responsible for the care of the unit. You know, we make sure that we encourage them to take care of the place if they have a leak or something to inform the landlord or inform my, myself so that we can take those issues get those issues addressed okay so you inform the are, are we the landlord is the Basically, agency we are okay. even though we're not the owner of one of our complexes that we okay. have okay okay uh, but i'm the supervisor they contact and if okay. we need to contact someone. And then else, you'll be you're kind of the go between, yes. I, I get yes. I guess, so to but speak. But if it's a leak or something and they can turn off the water or I also give them the maintenance to each place, you know, where they can call someone to get assistance to come in. Okay. If uh, I'm not available. So this is pretty much as if they were just on their own almost. Yes. Right? That's the that's the program. That's the initial uh 
part of the program is for them to become, become self-sufficient. Yeah. And that's, you know, some may not have ever rented an apartment on their own. And this teaches them how to be responsible for someone else's place, uh, making sure that things are taken care of, uh, making sure that they pay their utility on time, which will build up a credit reference for them. And all of this is to become self-sufficient so they can move forward right. to that okay. next step of moving into a permanent house. How long, how long can they live there? The program is for up to 18 months. Okay. Um, we do a lease with each tenant that we move in, each client, and that lease is for six months. And after that six months, we do an evaluation, and then we do a lease for another six months. Uh, that after 12 months, then we talk about permanent housing. What do you need to do to move forward? Do we need to start putting in applications to other uh apartment complexes or maybe they're buying a home and most clients don't stay there the whole 18 months you know they have a goal set to where I want to buy a house in six months and they are working towards that goal you know they may be there for a year you know because sure. if they're there for the whole 18 months then it's time for you to move out have you made preparations to move into another place you know and things like that. So. Now what happens in 18 months if they haven't let's say they've kind of drugged their feet a little bit and they may not have ready plans well we is it's case by case okay it depends on what the sure. circumstance is sure yeah. sure uh how many units do we have like how many living units are there available for transitional okay. right now we uh we have 25 we have uh wow okay i didn't i did not realize it was that we, many we do we have 25 we have uh, 14 in one apartment complex we have seven in another complex, and we have four in a complex in Nacogdoches. Okay. All right. Right now, we we only have 18 that's uh, occupied, but we're working on seven. We are renovating seven of our units, you know. They're going to be brand new and okay. upgraded and all of that. Well, great. And it, it's safe to say that the that the transitional, I mean, it's not... They're they're not marked, so it's there's still there's still safety there involved, right? It doesn't say transitional housing, no, family crisis no. center, and a big neon sign or anything no. like Only that. Only one is a uh, maybe I want to say secluded from other units, uh -huh. but most of them are there in apartment complex. With well, and that may be tenants. one of the best thing. I mean, yeah. it's probably kind of hidden in plain sight, so to speak, yeah. to where it's not obvious. Maybe they they are what they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, how long have we had? Tra has, has transitional housing been something that the Family Crisis Center has always had as part of the program? Well, I, I kind of looked into that, and it's not ha it hasn't always been there, but it's been there for in that 20-year range. I've been here for 14 years, so it was here about three or four years before I came in. Okay. So, and I was speaking with a young lady that's been here longer than I have, and she said it's been within the 20 years. Yeah. Range. Okay, great. While someone is in transitional housing, do they still have to check back in with you on a regular basis? Do you... Are there still like regular meetings that you have with residents in transitional housing or support groups or or things like that? Yes, uh, clients are they to have weekly contact with myself and that can be by phone, email, uh, just a drop by, Zoom, however they want to contact mm -hmm. me, but it's supposed to be at least a once a week contact with me. Now, we do have support groups. If they attend that support group, that's a contact. If they uh, come to counseling, they can stop by my office and uh, sure. 
leave a message at the desk if I'm not in or something. But it has to be a contact with me, their supervisor, so for uh, yeah. that to be documented. Okay. Do you find the the program? Uh, I guess I, I guess what I'm looking for is, is like how high is the success rate of this program? Do you have some some residents who just can't do it or they don't do what they're supposed to do, I guess. I don't want to say <laughs> fail because I don't think that's that's the proper word or, or aren't successful, no. you know. Well, so some, some are not at that place, you know. They may, when they're in our, especially in our safe house, uh, you know, they coming in from an abuse situation. So it takes them a little time, you know. They may get that job, and they may be on that job for six weeks, and we uh, give them the opportunity to go into transitional. But okay. really, they're not ready. Some people they have never lived on their own before, so that's an issue for them, you know. Some decide this is not the area they want to actually live in, so they yeah. may decide to move out. Uh, some have addiction, addiction uh, issues, and that may, you know, once they're on their own and that may bring some um, triggers up. So it's just different yeah. things that they cause them to say. But majority of the time, it's free rent, and you have someone to kind of like supervise. You have all of these other services yeah. that we offer. So majority of the time, they, they actually succeed. Now, is it up to them to approach you about getting into transitional housing, or do you approach them? Like, what determines that situation? Well, uh, like, would they, there be someone? Well, they're not even going to qualify for transitional housing. Well, when we do the initial intake, is you know we do an uh -huh. assessment and we let them know what services that we offer. Okay. And so we let them know that transitional is uh, an option for them, whether they're in a safe house or whether they're outreach client. That same service is offered to each one of our clients. Okay. Okay. So we present that to them, and if they are living with family or leaving an abusive situation, there might be opportunity for them to move forward on their own. So it's an option for pretty much anyone it's who an comes into for, the agency. Yeah. As long as you're a client yeah. of the Family Crisis Center and you have employment. Would you be able to tell me, I guess, what percentage-wise of residents who are in our safe house go on to transitional housing? I mean, it would we say half of them, a little more than half? What I would say at least half of them, because it's definitely an offer to our uh, safe house clients because they are considered homeless. So they're our first priority is to get them from safe mm -hmm. housing to a permanent housing. Now, does someone have to be in the safe house first to go into transitional no, housing? No, they do not. Okay. The service is offered to outreach. If they come in, there's an outreach client. Like I said, they were if they are living with parents or okay. if living in a um, an abusive situation, and they may have to leave that home, you know, and they come in, but they may not want to come into the safe house, you know. So that's an option for them. Transition would be an option for them. Right. Can you think of anyone who just really stands out to you as being a success story? I know you can't name names or anything, but is, is there someone that comes to mind that they really, transitional housing has just really helped them and they've proven to be a great success? I have several. That's that, good. That I have several, several clients that came. I have one uh, recently that... Uh, was in transitional. She stayed her 
almost her 18 months. She was able to get uh, a job transfer to another city. Uh, we connected her with a shelter there. Okay. Which had also housing options, maybe not transitional, but housing options to where they could uh, pay her rent up for several months while she gets relocated in that area. So her job transferred to another city. She was hooked up with another agency, and she is doing fantastic. Excellent. Well, that was going to be one of my other questions is if someone doesn't want to stay in Angelina County or Nacogdoches County, but they're interested in transitional, are there other agencies in the state that we work with where they could go into a transitional program somewhere else? Yes, they, we have several uh, transitional programs or different housing programs in our state that our clients can uh, apply for. Okay. And most agencies work with us and we work with them, so... If they have openings there, uh, contact us and let us know that if we you know, are interested in that, if a client is interested in that city, yeah. that's an option for them. Okay. Earlier in the, in the podcast, you said that you've been with the Family Crisis Center for 14 years. Yeah. And that's probably one of the big, uh, you have the big distinction. You've probably been one of the longest tenured uh, uh, employees here, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm among the three. <laughs> uh, how did you find yourself at the Family Crisis Center? Well, I, I worked in retail, so I've always done customer service. Really? You know, and um, and I had, was offered this opportunity. I wanted to change. And um, so they had an opening, and I applied. And... Um, and that was it. It was more like a ministry, you know. I've I heard of what was interesting. Okay, the work that was being done here, and it was just something that I wanted to do it was a way for me to do a different type of service. This is more of a personal service, and then they um, started this program of housing, and I was offered that opportunity, and it's just been fantastic for me as well as the women that I serve. Excellent. All right. Are you originally from this area? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so this was your first foray to go into any type of social service. You haven't done anything like that before before yeah. coming here. No. Well, see, I even learned something new about you today. You know, most people here, you, you automatically assume they have... Um, some kind of a social work degree or something and, uh, and and things like that. So that's very interesting. You, I did you, retail for over 20 years. Where were you at, Where were you working in retail? Well, I worked at, at Kmart. Okay. For that many years. Really? I did. I okay. Did. See, I was in retail management for a while, and it, it wasn't a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Customer service is something, you know. <laughs> Well, great. Well, Verna, I, yeah, well, that's that's neat. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that we want to make sure uh, folks know about transitional housing? I think, you know, it's it's one of those things, like I said at the beginning of the program, probably a lot of people don't know that it's it's there. I mean, I learned a lot when I first came on board um, about all of the things that the Family Crisis Center does besides, again, the safe house and Having the thrift stores, you know, uh, there's so many other things. Well, a lot of people think of it as just housing, and it's much more than that. 
It gives the uh, women or men an opportunity to do counseling, to work on some issues that may not be just from the mm -hmm. abuse that's going on at the time. It may be some past things that they've gone through. So counseling is a very important thing that I uh, try to encourage them to take advantage of. Uh, we have budgeting classes. So we try to get them into parenting classes if that's something. We pour with different agencies throughout the city to make sure that whatever can be afforded to them that we are able to give them uh, referrals to those yeah. particular agencies. So it's not just, and it gives them opportunity to encourage each other. You know, you, they live in these apartment complexes. They know who they are. You know, other people may not know who they are. Yeah. But and they take care of each other. So it's it's like a community to them. You know, they so, look out for each other. So someone in transitional housing, like in one of the apartment complexes, they may or may not know. Maybe if their next door neighbor is part of transitional housing, also, or would they? Or do they kind of know each other? I think they kind of know each other, and probably that's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our, we try to make sure that our units are together, okay. that we're not spread out. You're not all, all over the, the place. Okay. The apartment complex. So, you know, they kind of know, so this building would be, you know, clients, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that will give them a, a an, sense of security to know that someone's there that's going through the same thing that they're going through yeah and they're going to look out for each other but now we, the, we try to make sure that they are together so sure. they're not just spread out so the apartment complexes that transitional housing is at uh are they um are they accommodating or they do they work with us well um yes they do they i mean even the maintenance men they they kind of know which women yeah. you know, apartments are ours, and they make sure that, um, you know, they're looking out, you know. If I'm on site or something and they've noticed something, you know, they, you know, ask if this is supposed to be going on or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a safety thing all around. And some of the apartment complex have uh, security that maybe come through, and, they, and I encourage the women to introduce themselves, you know, to these guys to make sure that they have some security so they know that they are there to kind of help protect yeah. them even though they're not there for our clients specifically but sure it gives them a sense of security okay great all right well verna thanks a lot i appreciate it when i asked <laughs> verna just gave me this sigh of relief I asked Verna a few days ago, and I, I kind of had to put on my puppy dog eyes and, <laughs> and say, Verna, come on, be on the podcast. It'll be fun. Well, well I appreciate it. It's a great it. program, and I'm, I'm very uh, happy to be able to well, well, thank you. tell people about it. I appreciate the that. service that we offer here at the well, Family Crisis Center. Great. Uh, if you have uh, if you have any comments or questions regarding the podcast, or if you have uh, comments about what we've talked about today about transitional housing, you can email us. That uh, that email address is conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. Also, I do want to remind you, if you feel like you need our services for any reason, we do have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week hotline number. That number is one 800 828 7233. That's 1 800 828 7233. And remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.